Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Richard Papp, who's the managing director at Unix Min Geo Robotics, who are a private spin-off company arising from Unix Min Project. And, that, and they have their IPO of the robotic, robotic platform they have produced. Um, the company are pioneers in surveying solutions um, for flooded environments. And Richard, who has a background in um, geology and geophysics, is going to talk uh, to us about the exciting and innovative advances they are making in geo-robotics uh, um, and how this can be used in the mining sector. So that's welcome, Richard, to the podcast. How are you doing, Richard? Thank you. Fine. I'm good. And you? Yes, I'm good. Thanks. It's it's a Friday, so it's the end of the week. So um, really appreciate you coming onto the podcast. And obviously, we want to hear more about um, the exciting things that you're doing um, in robotics. So before we start, I wondered if you can give us a, a little bit of background about yourself um, and, and tell us a little bit about the company as well. Okay, so first of all, thank you for the invitation. It's a nice opportunity for us to introduce the company and of course myself, but it's, <laughs> it's just a secondary thing. So as you mentioned, I'm geologist and geophysics, a geophysicist, and uh, I'm just making, I'm just finishing my PhD in, in, in mineralogy, in applied mineralogy. And besides that, I started to work on the on the Unix Moon project and later the Unix project just to just to build and develop a nice new robotic solution for underground mining explorations. And, uh, and, uh, and, and of course, I started to work for the, for the Unix Minji Robotics Company just a few months ago, but uh, I, I'm more in, more in, the, in, the, in the topic for, for more, than, more than five years now. And uh, just a short introduction about the Unix Minji Robotics Company. So as you mentioned it's, this is just a spin-off company which based on one of the horizon 2020 project that, that was finished in 2019 and we are uh, we are commercializing our technology that was de- developed during this first project this unex project uh, from from uh, 2018 so basically this company is just just making making the marketing and uh, and of course planning the pilots and uh, and, uh, and making the commercialization tasks for for the for the underwater um, robotic surveys. Yeah. Um, first question I want to ask is, how did you get into this? Uh, during my master degree, my supervisor was involved to this project. Actually, he is the uh, he is the project manager of the he was the project manager of the Unix team project and the continuous project the Unix project and he involved me to the to the to the work. So previously I worked lots of different kind of instruments such like uh, um, X-ray fluorescence spectroscopy, electron microprobe analysis, electron microscopy, and so on. And uh, based on my background, he he asked me to help for the for the team. To develop the different scientific instrumentation for the for the robots. 
Okay. Um, can you just just tell us a little bit about how Unix Unix Mint uh, Geo Robotics uh, how it was established and how how the company has grown over the, the last few years? Uh, as I mentioned, it was established in 2018. Uh, this was one of the requirements of the Unix Mint project. So when we when we won the the, the tender, the the proposal for the for, from the Horizon 2020 programs. One of the main requirements was to make a company, a small company, to be able to commercialize all of the all of the technologies that we developed during the during this this five years long project. And uh, and uh, when the project was finished, uh, we applied for another project from the from the EIT raw materials um, program. And uh, within this program, we are developing and upscaling the original robots and the original solutions. And uh, this project was started in 2012. So you can feel that this, this uh, company was just finished, was, was just one of the requirements of the, of the original project. And we made a lot of improvement and, and we started to make the commercialization and starting to grow the company. And uh, from the last year, we are really just on the way and we are really, really commercializing. We are really, really planning the future of the company and, and short and long-term uh, plans are, are developed business portfolio and so on. So this is the, the short story of the company. And, uh, and of course, lots of, lots of things to do right now, but, uh, but yeah, this is how we started the company and how was it started as an yeah. SME. Yeah, so what, what's the aim of uh, Unex Min um, and Unex Up projects? Obviously, that the company involved in. Yes. So the the Unix Spin project that that one is the that was the first project that I that I mentioned. Uh, the name of this project is coming from the underwater explorer for for flooded mines. And if you are merging it, it will be the Unix Spin. Uh, the aim of the project was to to build a robotic solution, a submersible or a submarine, which can deployed in uh, in different Flooded mines and uh, and explore what is the what what is what is the remnant of the mine what was uh, uh, what was buried in the mine or or what what what, what left under the under the flooded uh, environment. The main reason and the main uh, main capability of this of this of this solution or maybe maybe this project is in just in the European Union there are almost thirty thousand mines which was closed. And some of them are, or not just some of them, but thousands of them is uh, flooded. And usually, probably you know that uh, when a mine is closed, then it's not depleted. It's just not not efficient. Uh, I mean, from 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 uh, financial background or fi financial part, it's not efficient to mine anymore. But uh, when the technology is, is upscaling and the technology is, is growing, we have new solutions. We have new possibilities to 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 reach the the ore that was left there, and uh, and of course the prices of the raw materials are growing and growing, and uh, and because of these mines are, are flooded are not they, they are not easy to access to the mines and most of the mine is really deep so from from few hundreds of meters till till thousands of meters or two or three thousand meters deep can be a mine and there is no or, or there was no technology to, to explore the actual mine. And uh, as I mentioned, 
we finished this project in, in 2018. Uh, and during the Unix Min project, we built three prototypes of the robots. These prototypes were tested in different, different mines, different environments, caves, and so on. And we feel that we can improve it and we can make new uh, technologies, new, new possibilities for the robot. Uh, we can make better solution for the, for the, for, for example, for the pressure resistance. And uh, we just started our new project called Unixap in the in the beginning of the last year, so in 2020. And uh, right now we have one robot which is ready, and we, it's already already tested and uh, already explored some mines and caves in in, in Europe. And uh, and we already started to commercialize the technology. So this is the this is the background, and this is the, this was the aim of the project, just to be able to explore those flooded mines that are not available, that was not available uh, with the technology of the of, of the recent days. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned there was thirty mines across the world um, that are that are flooded. Is there particular countries or particular continents where a lot of these mine, underground mines are? Is there a concentration or is it really across across the whole world? It's across the whole world. So, of course, there are, there are places uh, like Europe when the mine, when most of the mines are, are closed, are just closed. And uh, we are really focusing on the on the European European continent because this is the most easiest to to the company to reach. But uh, we have some interest from, for example, from Canada, from Brazil, so actually from from all over the world. It's only depending on uh, what we can do with the robot, and uh, and of course how how complex is a mine, uh, how deep is a mine, because there are some technolo technological technological barriers that we are just planning to. To, to, to cross or planning to break, but of course there are there are limitations of our robot also. Yeah. So obviously talking about the robot, um, what are the capabilities of of the of the actual robot? Um, and where did you test these? Uh, it's a really nice question. So uh, in the in the first project in the Unix Min project, we we built three prototypes and these three prototypes were able to reach the 500 meter water depth. Which is practically in fresh water. That is that is 50 bars, and uh, I will I will explain why I'm why I'm talking about uh, bars of pressure, not not only the water depth because it's, it's always changing and it's always depending on the environment. But yeah, uh, firstly we made a robot which can which can reach this uh, 500 meters, or not just one but three robots which can which can reach the reach the 500 meters. And during our new project, during the Unixa project, we developed really similar technology uh, to this one. So our recent robot is also uh, dedicated up to 500 meter or up to 50 bars of, of pressure, but we are planning to improve it uh, highly. So we are planning to improve it to, to uh, one and a half thousand meters water depth, which is, which is really feasible for mining exploration because most of the mine are, are really deep. And, uh, and, and, and this, this one, one, and a half uh, one and a half thousand meter is uh, it's really, Really, really complex thing to to, to build and uh, able to use the, the robot uh, at that level. And uh, another thing is what is really important in the case of robots is it's able to use or able to to move in any 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 directions. It has six degree of freedom, 
So we can go up and down, sides, back, forwards, and we can rotate the robot, and we can we can even tilt the robot. So if you would like to 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 go uh, see down, then we can we can do it with all of the six cameras which are installed to the robot, and of course we can we can do it when we are tilting the robot. Uh, it's important because because you know that the mines are really complex areas and really complex environments, and uh, if it's if it's just Closed, for example, due to due to due to flood, so 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 water income, then uh, lots of wires. I mean, metal wires and uh, and maybe uh, metal bars or wooden bars, falling rocks and everything can be can be left there. And we would like to see everything because we are referring uh, to lose the robot. These are not not so not so cheap technologies. And. Uh, just to able to navigate under the water, we are using different navigational systems. For example, an IMU, which is a inertial, uh, inertial moving unit. So we, we are able to to check uh, the movement of the robot just with a just with an inbuilt unit. And uh, of course, we are using active navigational technologies like sonars and uh, and, and laser scanners. And with the help of these these uh, scanners and sonars, we are building 3D maps, actual 3D maps from the mine, uh, with the resolution of, of just a few centimeters. So, from one to five centimeters is always depending on the water quality and how far we are from the from the from the walls or from the or, or in the shaft. And uh, one of the most important thing is probably the the mass of the robot, the weight of the robot. Because the first robots were more than 110 kilograms, and it's not easy to carry. So if it's, it need at least four people to, to carry the robot, the new our new robot is uh, less than 90 kilograms, which is a huge improvement in case of of, of miniaturization and uh, and another kind of technologies. And uh, one one other really important thing is the diameter, because you know if we are going to to really tight areas in the mine, really tight corridors, really tight uh, shafts, then, then there is a maximum uh, diameter that can be used. And uh, the original robot was 60 centimeters in diameter. And our new robot is a little bit bigger due to the, due to the new, new scientific uh, instrumentation, but it's like 70 centimeters times 60 centimeters. So it's not so much bigger, but uh, at least the 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 weight is is less less with, with than more than twenty kilograms. Uh, for the robotic exploration, we are not using uh, cabling for for powered robot. There are inbuilt batteries, and these batteries can stand for for hours underwater. The only only connection with the surface is an optical cable, is, a, is an optical wire. Uh, but we are using this just to get the necessary uh, imaging from the from the environment. So we have, we have um, we have visual contact with the robot and visual visual information from all of the six cameras, and we can decide where to go with the robot and 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 where to turn, where to stop a little bit. Uh, and of course, it's much more easy to avoid uh, any of the collisions and any of the any of the obstacles uh, underwater or in, in the shaft. And uh, the other question was was where we tested the robot. And uh, during the first project, during the Unix project, we made uh, different 
test different pilots with the, with the original robot. The first one was in Finland in, in Katjala, which is an open pit mine, an open pit uh, pegmatite mine. It's flooded and it's really, really um, nice caving uh, place. So lots of cavers were, uh, lots of lots of divers were were there, and uh, we made. 3D imaging about some tunnels which was connected to the bottom of the bottom of the lake. The other test site was an old and not abandoned but closed mercury mine in Idria in Slovenia. Uh, that mine is a is a is a world heritage uh, place, and we we just died with the robot and checked the all the all the side tunnels and and everything what was what was under underwater and what was reachable with the robot and uh, there were two other places that we visited during the first project the one uh, sorry not two but three one of them was the Urjerisa uranium mine in in portugal and you can feel that in a uranium mine no divers are available to to to, to explore the mine so it's it's, it's really also an, an important thing we can we can do that kind of environments with the robots where where nobody can can dive Due to the health issues and everything, the the fourth mission was in the United Kingdom in the Acton mine, uh, which which is a which, is, which was a copper mine and it was closed one and a half hundred years ago, so one hundred and 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 uh, fifty years ago, and we made uh, lots of dives and 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 tens of hours uh, in the in the water and make really nice images and really nice maps and and geological investigation about the about the abandoned shaft. And uh, and the last mission during the the original project was an outlier because it was not a mine. It was a cave in in Budapest in the Molnarianos cave in Hungary, and uh, that cave is just uh, is just a diving diving place. And uh, it's a thermal cave with thermal water with the temperature with the water temperature like 20 or 22 Celsius degrees, and lots of divers are available there. And we use that. Cave to to see what are the what are the exact capabilities of the robot. How far can we go? How fast can we go? How detailed can be the map? And uh, in our new project, in the Unexa project, we visited again the Ujairisaman, the, the uranium mine in, in in Portugal, because we can compare the, the the two robots. We can compare the old robots and the new robot, and uh, also visited the Moneranos cave just for the same reason, just to be able to, to compare the results of the old map and the new maps. And, uh, and after that, we visited the Chor water well in Hungary. And this is also such kind of outlier, but it was a semi-commercial job for the, for the company. And uh, they ordered visual ins inspection and 3D map, really accurate 3D map from the, from the water well, which is a fresh water well and used to, to, to pump Fresh water for the nearby nearby towns, and uh, the last place what we visited was in Ukraine, was in Solotvino. It is an abandoned uh, or not abandoned but closed uh, salt mine with really salty water. And this is why where, where I would like to connect to the to the original problematic with the mm -hmm. with the water depth and the and the pressure, because in this mine we reach uh, that level of the water when the when the solubility or the or the or the solution, because it was not just the water, but the solution was actually oversaturated with salt. And the density of the water was not one, but it was 
1.55 cubic centimeters per uh, gram per cubic centimeters. And that means the density was one quarter higher than in normal, normal condition. And when we are going down with the robot in this kind of environments, then the pressure will increase much highly or much, much faster than in a normal freshwater. And this is why we are saying that our robot is able to dive down to 50 bars, because if we are diving in this kind of environments, then of course we are not able to reach the 500 meter, but like, like uh, 420 or 450 meters, depending on the, of course, the, the, the solubility and, uh, and the density of the water. Okay, so um, you've obviously tested the tested the robot out quite a few times there, as you've explained. Um, how will these robots help mining companies, and what challenges would they be faced with um, when they obviously use your product? Um, obviously, from what you've been saying, um, obviously automatically you think of just underground mines, but it seems the robot can also be used for open pit mines as well. So, um, yeah, so I just wondered how. Um, how this will help mining companies if they uh, looked at your product? Yeah, actually, this robot was was built for for underground mining or flooded underground mines. But of course, as you mentioned, they can use it in open pits. Uh, the The designing of the robot was not exactly for the open pit mines, but uh, but we can do almost everything on, on open pit mines. So profiling, water chemistry measurements, water sample collecting. And, uh, and we have a bunch of different uh, scientific instruments of board. So firstly, and, and almost or most of our most of the interest of the of the of the market is on the mapping of the mine. So we just have an actual 3D map and a really precise 3D map because when somebody uh, would like to reopen a mine or open a, a mine next to the next to the old mining area and they are starting to drill, they usually wants to avoid to, to cut the across the, the, the old mining places, so the old, old corridors and the old chambers. So this is the first thing that they are what, what the market is interesting on the on our technology, the 3D mapping. And of course uh, with the help of the of the scientific instrumentation and with the help of the of the of the video cameras, we are able to make photogrammetry and we are able to make uh, uh, geological investigations. So just based on the based on the images and based on the scientific data that we collected, we can we can make really nice 3D model about the actual geology of the mining site, because we can see and we can we can navigate precisely underwater. We know always the the position of the robot, and just based on the the features that you can see uh, in the in the mine walls or in the walls of the corridor or on the top or or whatever, uh, we can make really nice and the really detailed uh, geological maps, which is sometimes are not available because if a mine was closed in, in not, not just 50 years, but maybe 100 years ago or 80 years ago, uh, sometimes the documentation is, is lost or destroyed in a fire or, or, or it, and it, anything can happen. And, uh, and we can help a lot just to, just to know what is left under the, under the, under the surface. And of course, uh, we have an instrumentation to to check the remnant of remnants of the minerals underwater. So, with the with the so-called multispectral hyperspectral camera, we are able to detect what kind of minerals left 
in the in the mind corridors, and uh, with the help of this, we can we can uh, expect what is the what is left over in the mind. Okay, um, which environments can the uh, robot be used? Um, and obviously, how many people does it take to operate? Uh, as I mentioned, uh, we can use the robot in fresh water and, of course, in sea seawater and even in the in the oversaturated salty water. So actually, there is no limitation to use the robot. The only limitation can be the temperature of the water. So we are not able to use it in in in, in almost boiling water. So above, let's say above 60 or, or 70 Celsius degrees, uh, because of the heating, uh, because of the cooling of the computers built inside the robot. So we are using the frame of the robot to cool the computers, and uh, and if it's too hot, the, the outside environment, then we are not able to use it. But uh, actually, if there is any entrance, any big entrance to 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 deploy our robot, then we can use it and we can we can survey with it. Uh, and how many operators are necessary right now? With the with we are under development, and uh, now three or four people are needed to operate the robot. Uh, this is because it's still heavy. So it's still uh, nine, almost 90 uh, kilograms. And if you want to carry it, then one people is not enough to, uh, not enough to do it. And, uh, and because of the, of, the, uh, of the development, just for safety reasons, we are, we are using or, or four people are necessary to, to see the cameras, check the, the condition of the robot, and check everything. But uh, in practical, from practical point of view, uh, only two people is enough to to deploy a robot and, and and use the robot. So maximum one extra person is needed to to help to lift the robot. But if if we are using the proper equipment, then it's it's not necessary. So if we are if if there is a forklift available or 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 a proper proper winch or 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 pulleys, then only one person can can lift the robot and uh, and release it. But of course, for, for safety reasons, at least two people are necessary to, to, to use it because anything can happen and, uh, and we don't want to lose the robot. And of course, more eyes can see more. So this is, this is why the, the, the two pretty people will always necessary to, to use it. Yes, yeah, um, And what's the deepest dive uh, the robot can go to? Um, and also, how long... How long do you recommend that the robot stays underwater? I mean, is there a, is there a particular time limit um, that the, the robot can stay underwater for? Uh, how deep is, was, was our, our, our deepest dive is uh, 306 meters. That was the deepest dive uh, till now. But all of the equipment that build in the robot and our new robot is, is, is a modular robot. So we can release all the cameras, all the different kinds of cylinders and everything. And all of these equipments are tested to, uh, to reach the uh, one and a half kilometers. Just okay. this robot, for, for safety reasons, we are using or, or, or we, we are planning to use for uh, 500 meters, but all of the equipments were successfully and this is an important thing, but it was successfully tested till, uh, till 150 uh, bars. Let's say that. And uh, uh, sorry, yeah, that was your other question. Yeah, the other question. Yeah, the other question is how long does the how long can the robot stay underwater for? Is there sort of a time limit? 
Yes, it's depending on the on the on, on the on the charges of the batteries. So we are using two batteries, and uh, we can use the robot up to up to five or or six hours underwater. It's it's really depending on the usage. So if we if we have to have have to uh, go fast, and we have to uh, use the thrusters and the, and the instrumentation um, in, in in an inefficient way, then it's only let's say only, but uh, only only four hours. But if we are saving the batteries, then it can be used at least for six hours. Yeah, usually okay. it's of, of course is depending on how much we would like to 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 use the batteries. So for safety reasons. We are not uh, using only till the 20% uh, charging of the batteries, but of course, if it's needed, if it's really needed, then we can we can lower it and and we can we can use it uh, for almost almost only one percent of charging of the batteries. But this is not the not the right thing to do. Yeah, and also um, is the picture being being back uh, to obviously a phone or computer in real time, or do you? Um, do you obviously you record all of the, the the visual and obviously you can replay that back later? Is everything done in real time? Uh, is everything is done in real time? So we can see all of the 3D maps what the, or 3D point cloud what the robot is building and all of the videos what is captured during the dive. Uh, but of course, everything is recorded for post processing. Uh, we are using optical cable as I mentioned for the fast uh, fast. Uh, uh, response time from the robot, so we can see actually the the best quality videos within the dive during the dive. Uh, and because of this cable, there is some limitations of the robot. So the limitation is always the length of the cable. But but uh, because this isn't just an optical cable, we can we can attach just a few meters of cable and and even kilometers of cable. So usually the 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 cable is not not a limitation. The cable the the battery is the limitation because of course we can use the robot till six hours, but the robot should go three hours on one way and three hours on, on, on the back. So this is the, the actual limitation of the robot. And during these six hours, we have real life connection with the, with the robot and we can see everything what we want. And of course, if there is any kind of problem, then we can avoid it and we can, we can, we can uh, for example, we can stop for, for the detailed measurements and detailed scanning in a certain area. And another important thing is when we are collecting, for example, water samples, then we can see the exact position of the robot and we can, we can decide where to take the water sample because it's, it's an important thing. And of course, if, if there is a, if there is a the company who, who are interested on the, on, the, on, the, on the water samples, they can show us the place where we should, where we should, should collect the sample. Okay, um, and as, uh, as a uh, conclusion, how is the next twelve to eighteen months um, looking for for you guys? Uh, first of all, we would like to make our first real commercial job. I mean, fully commercial job, and we have some some plans, but it's it's let's say it's confidential for for now. Uh, and uh, we are building on our next robot. So now we are using the robot so-called UX1neo. This is the new version of the of the UNEXME robots. And we are planning and we are already developing and building the, the second robot, which is the UX2D robot. And this is for uh, this robot will be built to be able to reach this one and a half thousand meter 
water depths and some new scientific instrumentation, for example, uh, rock sampling unit, because this should be probably one of the most important thing for, for a customer to be able to collect real samples from a from a wall, from 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 a sediment or from from any kind of places under the water. And uh, this is what we are what we are facing for. It looks like the, the second robot will be ready in the beginning of the next year or in the in the first quarter of the next year. It's always depending on the on the on the real situation. So probably you know that or you heard about that the the the, the supplies or I mean the raw material supplies is limited due to the due to the COVID. So it's not easy to to, to buy the components for the robot, but uh, it looks like we will be finished in a few months. And uh, and we are really going further for the for the commercial job and, and jobs and, and making making the marketing. Yeah. Rich, Richard, really appreciate your time in uh, um, telling us and telling the audience about obviously this uh, new product and and obviously it's an, it's an important um, part if you, I, I suppose, whether even if you're a, a, a mining company that already has an operating mine, or you could be a company that, are, that is looking and prospecting um, obviously new mines that have been, uh, haven't been in operation for quite a few years. So I suppose this product will appeal to, to quite a few different um, range of people. So if our audience wants to uh, reach out to you, um, how can they go about doing that, find out some obviously more information? Um, and are you on any social media platforms? Uh, yes, we are on, on LinkedIn and we have, of course, our, our own website. And uh, what else we have? Yes, uh, Facebook pages and made practically you know, all, all of the different kinds of social media the, the company can be found. Yeah, no worries. And what I'll do is I'll include those in the, the show notes um, um, accompanying this, obviously, podcast, so they can uh, reach out to you if they've got any questions. Um, I'm sure quite a few of our listeners will, would have been in those situations where they wanted some extra data in some um, sort of, deep water um, and maybe not being able to do that. And obviously now you have a solution to, to give them. So um, really appreciate your time, Richard. Um, those that are listening, appreciate if you can share, share this episode amongst um, obviously other people within the industry, um, because you never know who may need this product. We may be in a challenging environment. Um, and obviously this, this uh, piece, this product could, um, could obviously help them solve their challenges. So really appreciate your time for listening. Thank you again, Richard. And until next time, and until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.